0: You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network.
1: Hey, everybody! We're back! I'm Chloe.
0: And Ryan.
1: And this is Riverdale Gang.
0: Yeah, we're uh, gonna jump on into <laughs> episode two real shortly.
1: Sure. Are.
0: And um, I don't know, what's episode two about, even?
1: What is episode two about, even? I feel like there is uh, a note that I took about episode two. Episode two is called Nighthawks. Good thing the summary is on the screen in front of us. Right. Um. I mean,
0: I'm coming straight out of episode one, because we're, we're recording these sort of... Uh, we're powering through our backlog, as it were, uh, since the season's a few episodes in. So I'm going to say my um, my level of, like, I'm confused, I'm going to take that as my end note from last episode. Okay. That's where I was at because that's actually authentically where this art led me at the end of last episode. Was I'm confused? Where are we going here? Um, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, plot appears somewhat.
1: Plot does appear
0: this episode. Um, jingle jangle appears. Jingle
1: jangle appears oh, yeah. jingle, jangle. <laughs> I don't know if anyone remembers the song Jingle Jangle by Hot Hot Heat, but it's been in stuck in my head since this season started. Yeah. Um, it's on Hot Hot Heat's first album came out when I was 16, so it's 12 years old now. I
0: have no idea what the song
1: is. Oh, it's called Jingle Jangle. Uh,
0: um, is it the one you've been kind of singing? Honey, yeah. You know, uh, jingle
1: Jangle, that's the...
0: Yeah, right. I'm not going to sing
1: anymore. <laughs> um, So, uh, what happened last episode? Fred Andrews woke up. Isn't dead. Is not dead.
0: Here, Hiram Lodge um, is Lodge. apparently gang Satan. Yeah. <laughs> but not <laughs> like Satan. not sketchy gang. Classy gang. Oh yeah, classy
1: We've gang. You gotta differenti-
0: differentiate gang with money versus gang with no money. Yeah, there's
1: definitely the serpents who are like the Hells Angels and then uh
0: Then the Sopranos. Yeah, the Sopranos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there a good television show about the Hells Angels or about a motorcycle gang? There used to be, wasn't there? And oh. Charlie Hanam in it. What there were leather jackets. Oh, I,
0: I, you know, I, I never watched it, so I never clued in that it was about gangs. Maybe I know it was about it sh- a
1: gang. I just remember, you know, what I'm talking about,
0: though. I, I only know because I followed Charlie Hunnam's career after Queer as Folk. He was I, in Queer as Folk. I'm pretty sure if we're talking about the same guy.
1: He's beautiful and was in Nicholas Nickleby. I,
0: I think he was also
1: in Fifty Shades of Grey and then left the project.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he was the like child. In, um, British Queer as Folk. I've I've never seen Queer as Folk, British or... Oh, well, there's another, um, that's another long-term project for us. I don't think I need to Google Charlie Hunt's IMDb. That's why I took my phone out just now. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, um, so this episode is called Nighthawks, which, um, if you're like Ryan and don't know what that's in reference to, is a painting, I think, by Hopper, um, but I could be wrong about that. Um, of a bunch of people sitting very lonely at a bar and it's just a sad, sad painting and it's very harshly lit in one section and very dark mm. in the outside wall, like the way the show is lit, actually.
0: Yeah. I, I, I know, the painting painting. Oh, know the painting when you describe Oh, you know the painting? Yeah, I, oh, I just okay. don't know the, the artist oh, oh, the name. Oh, okay. I'm
1: sorry. Um, my uncle wrote a wonderful poem about Nighthawks and so did Anne mm. Carson. That one's been published. <laughs> um, should we just jump in? I think so. Okay. I I
0: think we kind of used our preamble last episode. We the, uh, well did. The perils of serial podcasting.
1: Yeah.
0: Guess we have to lean into the show and everything it offers us, huh? I guess we do. Want to hit play?
1: Yeah, let's hit play. Good thing we like this show.
0: <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> Next. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's get recap.
1: Oh no, are we skipping recap? Right recap? Uh, let's keep it for timing. Okay.
0: I mean, we, we know what happened. We just watched it, it. but. See, trailer, trailer quote, Angel of Death.
1: Angel of Death.
0: Pops gets ominous. And Horrible grinding murders. Okay, Dilton Doily. Yeah? More than anyone else in the show. Yeah? Dilton Doily is a hilarious diversion from the comic. And I don't
1: remember Dilton Doily at
0: all. He was a super nerd. He was the science nerd who could do literally anything. He was, you know, like the professor oh. in Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know science, therefore you're an engineer slash oh, R&D yeah. expert slash everything. We're having
1: internet issues, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Just one second. Boop-a-doop. Oh, no, we're back. We're not. Netflix didn't didn't click at all, did it? Just your internet. The latest casualty in the town's ongoing battle of good and darkness. Okay, I right, that's back. So binary with everything, Dougie. Oh, but he's, it's okay. Ironic because he's the best of the binary.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is the the, the the shadiest of Greys. Oh. And again we remember Archie has a dog. And is apparently incompetent at being an independent human, but that's not surprising at all. <laughs> hey, he's you, just, you just commented on how we never see anyone cooking.
1: Oh yeah, well, I mean like, here he we are. Fail. Oh, What's up with the internet? Nothing. Okay.
0: Oop. It's like me staring the at uh, audio has, levels. He has
1: the sheriff's office as a contact in his phone. You can tell he's taking this. Hi, Sheriff Keller.
0: Like, given last season,
1: wouldn't you? Do we know the deputy sheriff? Yeah, Kevin said. No, you... the sheriff. Sheriff. He's the sheriff. Who's the deputy sheriff?
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't think they're a named we character. Just talk talked to
1: the deputy sheriff. Oh, that's
0: exciting. Whoever that is. Oh. I do like the readjustment of Smithers from straight-up butler to, like, apparently building ballot. Except building ballot that they brought... I
1: look at We forgot to do our
0: emotional labor. Uh, by episode three, we'll figure it out. Here's something.
1: You got arrested. <laughs>
0: No family tension like lodge family tension, eh? Do you quote that New Yorker cartoon because you're from New York, Veronica. We need to remember you're from New York. That's
1: a New Yorker cartoon that I don't actually know <laughs> so this I don't think is my high school. They're sitting at the um on these blue outdoor tables. I think this is is this even a high school? I don't know, Maybe it's a prison. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Like, that could very well be the um, mm. old Riverview grounds. I know they shoot out there a lot. Oh, do they?
1: Riverview yeah. at Riverdale? Riverdale at Riverview?
0: It's a big old field and park, basically. Also, a closed down mental asylum. Yeah. From a very different period. But, um. I feel like I was saying something and I lost it completely, staring into this tense teenage conversation about family drama. Yeah. <laughs> They do suck us in like that.
1: They should make a video game with you guys. Is there a video game?
0: What? I don't... I mean, probably. Like, not a good one. If they have any. They a Steven
1: Universe video game. What? It's a side-scroller RPG. What? You didn't know that? No. Little side note, we're also big Steven Universe fans. Can oh, we play here? it later? I don't have it. Why not? I don't have video games. I was <sighs> not committed to play them when I was a child, so I don't have any taste for them.
0: Well, it's on me to find it, then. <laughs> I do care more about C <laughs> universe than Archie's current um police approach to problem solving.
1: Yeah. Handing out flyers. You know, what's interesting about this is this is what people do. The cops often can't do anything.
0: Hmm. And we do have a well established incompetence of the Riverdale PD. From last season.
1: Oh, so this, um, Sheriff Keller's receiving the call though, Miss Grundy, isn't he?
0: Oh, yeah! Right. And then the plot thickens.
1: Oh, here how, we are. How do we feel about FP? You know, I'm very salty about fathers who jam out in real life. Hmm. So I sort of... Don't like FP on principle.
0: A lot of his dialogue was very, it's not my fault last season, right? The yeah. whole Andrew's kerfuffle, um, notably. And, mm, yeah.
1: I'm not crazy about that moment from the Sprouse. Yeah. I'm sorry. Intensity um, eyes. Yeah. Oh, here's Archie falling asleep, because yeah. he should be sleeping in his bed, instead of up with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, here he's up with a baseball bat. Oh, I think we're about to hear from Jingle Jangle because here comes. Oh no, kidding! I'm wrong. What's what is that. happening right
0: now? <laughs> um, so they have each got. Now, this happened last season, right? They each kind of had their own plot line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it felt a little more unified last time. They, but were... we're getting there.
1: Should we tell our lovely listeners who we're talking about? I keep almost wanting to call them oh, the yeah. viewers. They,
0: okay. the 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 kids, the the, the big four, right? Yeah. Plus kind of Cheryl, plus kind of Josie.
1: Jughead and Archie are talking about the fact that FP is going to get 20 years. Right. And he should take... So, real-life American legal system, he should take the deal, because he'll be up for parole a lot sooner.
0: Yes. Um, Um, Still shit, but... Honestly, not the worst outcome being implicated as a... what, What is the term? Um... Adjacent to murder? Oh, accessory, an, an to, an accessory murder? to murder?
1: yeah. Because he
0: super is. Yeah. Right?
1: So this, I love this little moment actually between Archie and Jughead where mm. Jughead's mm. scared about his father going to prison and Archie is like scared of mm. a real threat, but like a threat that isn't immediate. Right. Another good class moment, I think.
0: Vague existential dread versus my dad's literally going to jail and yeah. leaving me homeless possibly. Yeah.
1: I wonder if we're going to meet Jellybean and his mom at all. I hope so. Yeah.
0: Although, again, I'm I'm curious.
1: Oh, shirtless KJ Apple.
0: Any excuse, any excuse. Um, I am curious what the show is going to present for Jellybean and uh, Jughead's mom. Yeah. Right, like,
1: like, are we going to get pretend addict mom, or are we going to get?
0: Is this going to... Yeah, is it going to further some... Or is it going to be Stable the Mom who does Yeah, like, what? what you? Like, I would be surprised if Stable Mom peaced out and moved away. With, yeah. with one of two minors.
1: Right? Unless sometimes parents get all weird about gender, though. Like, the son should be with the father. That's a thing. Oh, that's no, totally I can see thing. that being a thing. <clears throat>
0: Gender's weird.
1: Gender's weird.
0: Saw a therapist once a week, Ronnie. Yes. She knows Chandra's weird. <laughs> Veronica gets it. About most things. I is, love that the New Yorker is
1: suggesting therapy. My aunt and uncle live in New York and they've been seeing the same therapist for many, many years. And I remember <laughs> the last time I was in New York, my uncle gave me a little snuggle and he whispered into my ear, stay in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> so here's these two kids trying to corner the mayor.
0: Because that's... Thing you can do in small towns. <clears throat> also, yeah. how big is Riverdale? I don't is know. Really ambiguous. Because it's big enough to have two schools and that's immediately like for context. My hometown is population thirty eight. Right. Right. No schools. Yeah, no schools. We bus twenty kilometers down the road to the next village over where there's a school. Like, that's you know, that's small town. But they have two schools. Yeah. And their mayor it's like her full time gig. That's a certain. That's a city. Ooh, sorry, right?
1: Jackhead's having a. You remember this moment. Oh, yeah. And my father, this moment, you turned your back.
0: Whoa. I mean,. Then he's
1: we... like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Bye. I'm going to go.
0: We've established that Mayor McCoy is a uh, cliche career politician. All oh. right. Here comes the Jingle Jangle.
1: Look at this adorable human. This human, this, like, this character is so, like, reads as queer to me. Oh, Midge? Yeah, so I really hope that, like,
0: I mean, Midge and Moose are, like,
1: queer, like, possibly pan or bi. I don't think she's gay.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, we've already established that Moose makes out with boys in the woods, right? Yeah,
1: so, like, later, spoilers, later when she and Moose make out, I like the idea of the two queer characters faking it for each other. I think that's kind of fun.
0: And maybe we'll get pan-queer poly couple. like we might be projecting (laughs) some hope here
1: maybe there'll be a V with moose at the center okay here's reggie reggie's just stupidly good looking did you you remember the show um the web show i don't know if anyone else watched it um Mm. the lizzie bennett diaries yeah
0: vaguely
1: i remember the bingley character in that was also just the same kind of stupid good looking i burst out laughing when bingley came on screen and this guy's almost the same level as good looking
0: like he's so pretty
1: He's very pretty. Um, I got I, you, Andrews. So I did like. Jingle. I did
0: like last season, Reggie. And he just taps him on the butt because they're football buddies. That's what you do, yeah. apparently. Um. Yeah, I don't have a Reggie preference though between the two, because we need I actually a, forgot. Reggie that there was a different Reggie. Yep. Supporting characters. Okay, good. Veronica's being the sense of voice of reason again. Yeah.
1: The, Oh, orange and freezes with my mom and Polly after ballet.
0: Right. So Betty is entrenched deeply in middle American nostalgia. And this is her reasoning and motivation for a lot of things. I guess. I guess I could empathize with that. How did you meet all of your friends at Pops? Is a chocolate shop inherently social?
1: I don't know. I've never been in one. I've been in diners. Yeah. I can just like save this one place for him for all of us.
0: Benny oh. seems to function in high metaphor a lot.
1: Yeah. Right? Oh, here's the Hiram Lodge with yellow roses. Yeah. And there's my high school? No, the other high school.
0: Yeah, that's the other high school, probably. High school yard.
1: Yeah, that's not my high school.
0: This might be Riverview. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure, because, like, large park, sprawling area, that is a So for listeners who are from
1: Vancouver, Riverview was a mental institution that was shut down and all the patients were
0: released. Yeah. In theory, towards better, more community-oriented housing options, uh, in practice, to a large diminishment of beds and uh, <laughs> severely underserved populations. Yeah, so there's um, this
1: privileged high school being shot in this. Very dark part of Vancouver's history, in my opinion.
0: A consequence. It is a spectacular uh, film location for yeah. many, many, many things.
1: This might be the other high school, though. I can't remember.
0: It could be. It could very well be. But uh, any outdoor park building location in Vancouver could very well be for View, and I, I do know they shot there. Don't remember what. Not sure what. But
1: oh my god, Jughead. <laughs> Bust him out of jail. I love that this station has worse security than Riverdale High. It's hilarious.
0: <laughs> so I might be reaching, but um, there are such extremes of problem solving between You've these big Escape four. Al-
1: There's a lot of film references. Have you noticed Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, yeah. Um, Escape from Alcatraz. Anyway, sorry, you were saying.
0: And I think, I suspect you're better equipped to, to pick them up than I am. But the, the whole ambiance, right, the whole general aesthetic of the show is super filmic. Is super homage It's uh it's a lot of pulp. God. Even the model and structure of the cheerleader world. It could be any number of late nineties cheerleader movies. A little less established and studied.
1: That's my high school gym though, I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> The fact that drama Cheryl Blossom is just, you know, ready attention. to milk her suicide and arson for personal drama at the drop of a dime, her attempted suicide, and her very successful arson, uh, and is comfortably <laughs> using it for for high school social standing.
1: What's happening here?
0: Oh, Grundy, Grundy uh... death. Yep. That's, uh... I, I do miss from the comics the at-school dynamic, because I really did like Weatherby mm. and Grundy and their roles in, in these kids' lives in the comics. Oh, I
1: don't remember
0: a lot of that. Yeah. Like, oh, man,
1: this would fuck... I mean, whoops, this would mess up.
0: <laughs> Most kids, yes. Most
1: kids, so hard.
0: Particularly Ugh. dealing with severe trauma. Uh, yeah, yep, already okay. dealing with the severe trauma. Sorry, I dropped an F-bomb. Kids,
1: you don't use that at home.
0: What kids are watching this? Oh my god, kids, please don't watch Riverdale until you... You know that it's not real. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't use Riverdale as a life model. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Would anyone make that mistake? I hope not. I don't know. I don't know. Modeling and media.
1: Yeah. (laughs) She was dead, she was killed. Um...
0: (laughs) Now we're dealing with more Archie trauma fallout.
1: This is like very Harry Potter where the kids are always right kind of thing.
0: Hmm. I mean, I think (coughs) maybe more than with, in Harry Potter, a lot of the adults felt like Dickens characters in their failings. Whereas in this show, I'm getting much more daytime soap drama from the, from the adults. Um, I mean, and like, Luke Perry oh, is... Oh,
1: here's the serpents getting a tattoo. It's so intense. Anyway, sorry you were saying.
0: Um, like, Luke Perry and Molly Ringwald, like, these are, like, famous teen actors from vintage trope-establishing movies, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: that's true. I forget what I, Luke Perry was in.
0: Me and me both. What, it was, I think it was, like, a CW, proto-CW type show. Oh, I like, I don't think it's 90210, but uh, maybe I should Google that. Oh, this lady—we're up to the lawyer's lawyer now. Yeah,
1: the lawyer who got put through college by the serpents.
0: I swear she is a comic book character, Penny Peabody. Um, I swear I remember that name and that these alliterative names are so vintage, Archie. Also, right? Can we
1: talk about this lawyer at the back of the tattoo shop?
0: <laughs> oh Let's my see. gosh, I never clocked that before. Um, Some
1: mutual friends about the deals. But it's garbage. <laughs> I know the loopholes. Yeah.
0: Because that, that does scream legitimate legal counsel at the back of the tattoo shop, right? Aha! Okay. She's from Little Archie. That's Cheers. it. Oh. Yeah, her and um, Serpent's gang leader dude, who we're, we're also going to meet, He's I, I know he's also a, a, a Little Archie. And Little Archie was the, like like, yeah. Baby Muppets okay. spin-off, right? Of Archie Comics, where they were all elementary school oh, okay. and, like, young yeah, elementary yeah, school those. children. Um, every once in a while, the Big yeah. Digest would throw them in. And um, I find it interesting that they pluck out a couple of those characters. Yeah, because... Yeah,
1: right with Alice Cooper.
0: Penny Keybody was, was the, like... Uh, was a girlfriend of one of the antagonists. Hmm. Um, they... A, she was a midge, basically. She was someone for jerk character to get jealous over. Oh. Um, so I'm I'm enjoying seeing her come up first now that I remember who she is.
1: So I just need to jump in here. Um, I love Betty and Alice's relationship mm. because Alice, they both pretend like they don't want each other's approval, but they super do.
0: Mm. And here's Betty
1: coming to her mom to be like, "Please, can you find out, probably illegally, details about Miss Grundy's death?"
0: Yeah. And like as we've learned about Alice, that's not even a ping on her moral radar, right? Like that's not. I
1: a in the shop, I-
0: except for perhaps presentational purposes. I, I don't. That doesn't seem like a remotely problematic thing for Alice to do. To break all sorts of laws to get a scoop. Yeah. Um. I like how that has grown to be a defining characteristic for her. Over, I am Christian Stepford, mother who takes things very seriously, which is kind of a note I felt they introduced her on, but then quickly moved deeper and passed.
1: Yeah. Sorry, I'm distracted by Veronica stomping into her fancy apartment.
0: As, as she do. That's, um...
1: Oh, this scene. Right. I have so many opinions about this scene. So Veronica is, like, <clears throat> shouting at her father over dinner, and he's like, sit so we can speak civilly. No, I didn't buy a chocolate shop.
0: Hmm. And also... To
1: explain myself. Well... Let's talk about this round. Okay, sorry. I'm really invested in the scene.
0: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. This is such a weird dynamic, this family. It's yeah. so tense. It's so tense. I liked it more last season, but I think this is a good progression. Yeah. That...
1: No, it's I
0: didn't, you friend. Super stuff for Veronica to work through. That was really touched on and hinted at last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, that dynamic with her father. Um, delving deeper into that. It's a little exhausting, but it definitely it makes for good television. Mm-hmm. That every moment she's on the screen, I can kind of trace it to these family drama.
1: Yeah, tensions. that's interesting. Yeah. Um. I. I... Okay, so here's the letter.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And she hands it to her mom, and her mom doesn't know about this letter.
0: Oh, yeah. But rules with it, with a beautiful poker face.
1: Yeah, and does something that I just don't get.
0: Oh. Uh, what covering for... Covering, covering for arm. Arm? And then
1: we find out, spoilers, we find out later that she, she didn't write it.
0: Mm-hmm. That right is consistent to me. Um, and I think of Hermione's choice last season to
1: I can't remember what the reason was
0: to, to um to cover up the the, the gang activity that was happen, happening, to hide things from Fred, to hide things from her husband, to essentially take charge of a situation by controlling information, even when she couldn't actually control a situation. Yeah. Right. The way Hermione uses power is very interesting.
1: Sorry, I'm distracted again because I love that Veronica has no sibling to commiserate with. Hmm. I love that she's an only child in this situation.
0: Oh yeah, we're we're both only childs. Yeah. Um, children, only children.
1: Um. Mother's in the conservatory. Okay. Actually,
0: who else? Archie's an only child. As yeah, well. that's true. And.
1: You never meet Jacket's sister.
0: Chili Bean. Not not yet, anyway.
1: I love this television um, dinner, by the way, where one side of the table doesn't have anyone
0: on it, so they can shoot
1: it. (laughs) We're in the the conservatory.
0: The fact that their guest house has a conservatory.
1: Yeah. (laughs) They're trying to get... Mm -hmm. They're trying to get um, Cheryl to... uh, or some one of them to appeal for leniency to reduce FD sevens.
0: Mm-hmm. Which oh,
1: wow.
0: I mean Cheryl's dramatizing again, like crazy, but um
1: I like where this ends up though.
0: Yeah. In blackmail.
1: Yeah.
0: It definitely shows Betty's moral gray quite nicely. That she has no problem threatening something actually really, really horrible. To someone who has actually been through some really, really horrible stuff yeah. and to make it work to achieve her goals. Um, the parallel of Betty and her mom and the facade and moral ambiguity hmm. yeah, is, is interesting. I'm
1: getting very distracted by this episode. I'm just going to like, like full disclosure, I keep accidentally watching it instead of being <laughs> a, like a podcast participant.
0: What is, what is interesting? Open your brain. Mm. Crack it out.
1: Um, I just, I find the Blossoms really engaging, because they're so phony and so real at the same time. Hmm. And here is Alice Cooper having a look at Miss Grundy. Mm-hmm. And our last grandchild. Heal her struggle as she died. Creepy.
0: <sighs> See, yeah, um, yeah. Layers of weird murder choices. Like, um, again, that's not... How we dealt with anyone else's murder. Oh, right?
1: Oh so Archie thinks he sees someone in the window and we're about to get Jingle Jangle introduced to us. Oh yeah. Because here is, is it Reggie? Reggie. Yeah it's Reggie. Not Moose. I almost said Moose.
0: That also read as kind of a trauma flashback moment to me. The, the, oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Delivering your uppers.
0: <laughs> yeah. The moral center of this show is all over the place. Because so we definitely
1: have... His eyes aren't green, are they? No. It's mm-hmm. not him, somehow. No. It's not Reggie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be... Weird. Really weird narrative decision, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I remember Reggie being on more like narrative balance with Archie and John. Oh.
1: Only okay, dumbass Lunatic brings him back to a bachelor gunfight. He's gonna... Oh, that's why. Okay.
0: Archie is so suggestible.
1: He is very suggestible.
0: Anyone says something in his vague proximity, (laughs) doesn't matter who, he sure takes it to heart. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the the characters and their parents is their own foil. It's interesting how much that does and doesn't hold up to me.
1: Oh no, it's the cello bow that he gave her... Yeah. Oh man. Cause That's Arch- pretty
0: grim. Yeah. And Like Archie's trauma here is completely justifiable.
1: Yeah, this is like this is like real trauma when mm. they, the parents are kind of like the adults rather trying to like calm down and it's just kind of not yeah, working. Yeah. Also, one thing I find interesting about this is that his paranoia is right. Yeah. Like, he has... It's almost... Done. Oh, there's one of those beautiful milkshakes again. They're Borbacca Pops. <laughs> this, like, flawless milkshake. They're probably not real. I mean, they're definitely not real. They'd
0: melt by the time. <clears throat> um, yeah. Now... There's other instances of severe trauma in, first, in the first season that have not had the same weight as well, right? Yeah, I think that's one of those moments where the show remembers that Archie is its main character in the amount of time and space we are given. It's like there's a lot of ensemble shows where yeah. it does feel like the main character is He's diversified. Rain
1: Man of you pop, oh my god, so many movie
0: references. Okay, um, but like. Archie is the main character in this show, as much as he's the least interesting one to me.
1: I love that he's like, again, super self-righteous, like, middle-class white girl stuff. This is unacceptable. (laughs) Do not sign, do not sell your business. Do not do whatever you want to do with your life. Stop. I'm going to fix this. All my white lady power.
0: Let me wave my wand.
1: She's going to come in wearing a pussy hat or something.
0: And then Cheryl Blossom's changing.
1: Yeah, and then Cheryl Blossom is super naked. Apparently these two actors live together in real life downtown. Oh, cool. I don't know if that's true or not, but I read that somewhere.
0: Hmm. I mean, once again... Also, what like is the...
1: happening with Cheryl's underwear?
0: Well, it's red, oh, like everything else she has. no, owns. no, no.
1: Oh, no, she's wearing nylons in addition to underwear. Oh.
0: Is Is, is that a relevant nuance? I don't
1: know. Things. I think the the nylon she's wearing are very like I love the '50s touches in the show. Like, did you notice the mm. nurses weren't in like real nurse uniforms?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. there's there's definitely an idealized. Yeah.
1: So Betty's threatening, threatening blackmail.
0: Yeah. As As we mentioned earlier,
1: why does why? So I don't understand why Cheryl really cares about mm. people finding out that. Mm. I love this like pink temple that is Cheryl's locker. Yeah, like little not temple shrine.
0: Okay, here's a question: what is the what is the final public story that they landed upon about Jason's murder?
1: I don't remember.
0: Yeah, we gotta look that up because this um, this blackmail has a lot more threat if it is not actually known that her dad was the the puller of the trigger. But it's also kind of important that it is publicly known that FP is not the singular murderer, right? Hmm.
1: (laughs) Betty, you're being dark, Betty. You're a stone-cold Betty Cooper.
0: (laughs) This is where Betty does what Betty wants and cares not for who gets in her way. Yeah. It's interesting because she's decided what's right and is doing whatever it takes, even when it is very not right, to do it. Does Betty treat other characters than like the morally ambiguous characters like Cheryl with the same No, roller?
1: I think it's just Cheryl and then the dude who did things to Polly, whose name I don't remember.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And for Dark Betty?
0: It wasn't Chuck, was it? Oh, I hope it wasn't I, Chuck. I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was Chuck Clayton.
1: His dad's the football... Yeah. That's all I remember. Actually, that was another
0: choice that really threw me from season one, because Chuck Clayton was the all-American, perfect, delightful human being. Oh. Um, And Chuck and Nancy, his girlfriend Nancy, were uh, introduced at a really important period, I believe, in the civil rights movement, uh, with a very Mm. careful eye for not racializing that experience.
1: I think it kind of happened anyway, though, unfortunately.
0: I think it's unavoidable, the context... But um, within the internal context of Riverdale comics, Chuck is a, a, arguably a model minority character, mm-hmm. and with a very well-intentioned creation, I did find it challenging that they dealt with football sexual assault, throwing his character into that the way they did.
1: Yeah, because like it's like. Proctor is like a white boy, you know. I think it's important to like pin that shit on stuff mm-hmm. on white boys. <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, and and the but like that. This is again where the show, I think, bends over backwards sometimes to avoid racialized dynamics to yeah, avoid I guess that's certain true. current. Yeah, that's true. Current, very diverse yeah. social issues.
1: So just to come back to the show, we've got Archie like tapping, telling, telling. Kelling or um Sheriff Keller that it's all because of Archie right. which we kind of all know because mm-hmm. the show is about Archie you know like it's like Archie has this metatextual understanding that things <laughs> do revolve around him it's kind of fun
0: that's a good way to per- put it as everyone's
1: right what
0: and I I, I can crazy. Okay. I can acknowledge that and enjoy it and appreciate it while also like side-eyeing yeah. Archie's own awareness that it's all about Archie yeah. There's actually
1: third, uh, There's actually a moment in the third episode mm-hmm. that's very, very textual that I think is really cool, but we're going to be in a courtroom now where Cheryl is oh, yeah. doing something nice so that no one finds out that her family are terrible people.
0: <laughs> nice quotation marks. Nice in a Cheryl way.
1: And the lawyers are all going, oh, curveball.
0: well, this throws our plans out. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, <laughs> that suicide you watched.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, Cheryl is so stone cold.
1: Oh, here comes Cheryl. I'm Cheryl with mm-hmm. a spider on her.
0: Yep. Cheryl who makes
1: it up? My father threatened him.
0: She gets it done.
1: Talking in daddy steady. I love that she always calls him daddy. So
0: gross. Yeah, in a different, in a slightly different way than Veronica's. Slightly. Yeah, related.
1: <laughs> the prosecuting attorney is like, "What is this BS?" <laughs> <sighs> oh man, I love the way Jughead's sitting. God, that actor is good.
0: Who calls, Russ? Yeah, I'm enjoying him.
1: Yeah, I'm enjoying him too.
0: He's real deep into what he's doing. Yeah, I give him that. I.
1: Like, this look he has when he hugs his dad, like, that's very genuine. I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. Because I don't know how many of these actors have training. I actually I genuinely don't know. I don't know that much about their background. I know that one of them went to Tisch. Yeah. Well,
0: that's, um, Cole, Cole Sprouse is a graduate of Tisch. Uh, Tisch. Really? And, um, oh. so is uh, Camila Mendez, Veronica. Right. Um, she okay. was underclassman when he was graduating. Um, I don't, I don't know where Lily Reinhart comes in. I and K.J. is a baby, so... Yeah, it's the, I think K.J. Appa was a, like, Hollywood fine.
1: Yeah. My understanding. You seen,
0: mother. A, at best, a Just low-key a film actor. You're not gonna
1: write. Oh, I love these fake milkshakes. Oh, we're in Pops, and Veronica's serving, and people are in on rollerblades... Roller skates, excuse me. Oh, yeah, we're deep into the
0: Save Pops plotline right now. Yeah, and here
1: comes Josie and the Pussycats.
0: Y- now, irrationally, every one of them is working... Like, they brought like so much extra staff also, on. Also,
1: classic, another classic white girl move. By the way, this really important band is going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, waltzing in, assuming the black girls are going to do you a solid. Well done, <laughs> Betty.
0: And then they do. Yes. Because she knows how to play this game. Valerie
1: has norovirus.
0: Yeah, that was out of nowhere. Yeah,
1: that actor probably just couldn't be brought to set. And they were like, well, right, Sherilyn? All I- right.
0: Oh, see, my read, was, my read was that they just wanted to get Cheryl in. Oh, Although, yeah. gosh, I hope yeah. Valerie's actor is all filming more exciting things yeah. that use her Probably. Can we just
1: talk about this, this incredible yeah. cover of My Milkshake Brings All the Boys to the Yard?
0: Yes, we sure can. Oh, my gosh. This is why I have headphones in, and we're not just subtitling this thank rewatch. Goodness.
1: Oh, man. This the harmonies delicious. and the pop and the gross, like, thank heaven for little girls quality of this is just <laughs> so gross i love it i think yep. this i think this is so brilliant
0: this is the sugar trash that i'm here yeah, for yeah
1: like this like the gross sugar like underage sexy girls trash is like so like creepy
0: dancing on a roof in I neon know. in neon and short shorts it's a spectacularly horrible and irrational iconography that is That is what this show lives for.
1: And then those rollerblades going through the pile of blood, like, the puddle, excuse me, of blood is so, like, this show is so creepy.
0: Yeah. And it knows it.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, I remember a a few years ago, um, uh, actually locally made, there was a, like, Dark and Gritty Reboot Archie fan trailer. Oh, cool. Like, probably six or seven years ago. Oh, here from um, the Lodges. And um, I remember thinking, what a spectacular idea. It's absurd and it'll never happen. But here we are. Yeah. uh, Darker and grittier than I think was even imagined um, by a bunch of film nerds taking things to hyperbolic extreme.
1: What I'm noticing about this, this episode is very plot. There's like every scene is a plot point. There's very little filler. Yeah. We've got, here's Hiram... Um, kissing Veronica's ass, and Veronica deciding to forgive him because Jughead gave her a talk, mm-hmm. and he's like, I, "I get, you know, I get a box of donations, blah blah blah." Um, but more so than last episode, I'm finding I'm distracted because something's happening. Here come the serpent. Alice Cooper's noticing.
0: Yes, taking and pictures. <laughs> quite with conspicuously. Her Apple computer. Relax, buddy. Um, yeah, it's a real contrast to episode one, where we were. Like, spraying all the cards on the table. And now we're we're, we're playing hands. Yeah, the picture, the, the, the picture of Juggy with the bow tie and Betty.
1: No, but when they kiss, like, and Cheryl butting in, it's, like, really funny in my opinion.
0: Late last season, they did a, like, weird meta moment of all of them in 50 sweaters, right?
1: Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. Um,
0: I feel like they're just living in that space now in this particular costuming and design of in Pops yeah. Chocolate Shop now that we're there more. Oh, it's, okay. uh, here
1: comes the jingle jangle. Here's Reggie, the football ursel with the uh,
0: jingle, jingle.
1: jingle jangle.
0: Why is Reggie dealing drugs exactly? I don't know. Maybe we'll are, find out. Are we going to get to that, do you think? Because I am kind of curious. Okay, they've saved Pops and we know that's a lie. We know that not only does one night of good business not save a floundering food <laughs> industries building, but um, we keep cutting over to the lodges who, as we will discover shortly, bought it. Now, what you were saying earlier about plot. Yeah,
1: it's five minutes ago, we uh, owned this diner, but why does he
0: want to own it? It's part of his evil, evil lodge scheme. And six, she's smirking.
1: It's nice to have you mm. back, Hiram. Oh, man, their marriage is so gross. She thank you for saying that wrote that letter. Okay, so yeah. here's this moment that I don't quite buy. Mm. He said, thank you, Veronica would have never forgiven me. Your mm-hmm. loyalty knows no bounds. And she's pleased. Mm-hmm. Like, she was so badass last season. And here she is being rewarded for her loyalty to her criminal husband to, for mm. lying to her daughter. I don't know, it just
0: bugs me. Yeah. <sighs> now it... It doesn't feel inconsistent to me though. No. Um I liked badass Hermione. Hey, figure out that. milkshake's last season. melting. Yay, They're that real. Ones real.
1: Some of the milkshakes are real, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yay, good job, craft <laughs> services, or whoever did that. Um
1: he actually took a sip out of one too.
0: <laughs> or mine did at least. Okay, the lodges. Hermione, Hermione, Hermione. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um more and more I'm getting that. She is gathering power. Maybe. She, whatever, wherever that happens, right? Yeah. Her mind also, raises... Sorry, um Sorry,
1: Cheryl's just showing her mom the video of her dad mm. and Jason and says it might give you closure, or it might, it might bring you peace.
0: When and I, yeah. just
1: this, this is another like, and the fire is so contained
0: mm. in that shot.
1: The fire behind them is in the fireplace, totally contained. Mm-hmm. Oh, Smithers got replaced. Sorry, back to uh, the lodges. We're looking at the lodges right now. Smithers got replaced. <laughs> Smithers got rubbed out, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, he went overseas. Gosh. Um,
1: you think Hermione's gathering power?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, but quickly, uh-huh. Cheryl. Uh, I wasn't sure with that video, and I don't think it actually shows us whether she's actually offering closure, or if that's just another layer of torture for her I,
1: I think right. it might be closure, but... Oh, yeah. FP's really upset, and he went to see Penny b body.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Hermione Gathering Power.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it looked very heroic last season. But I also get the read that Hermione has had to make do with bad situations a lot.
1: Yeah, right? and she's also got that Melania Trump, like, I'm, I need to be powerful arm candy thing going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can see it.
1: That's... She seems to have a lot more agency than Melania Trump. Also, yeah. Melania Trump's real, God help us. <laughs>
0: Not in this world, right? In no TV world is that reality reality. Doesn't need to be. Doesn't need to enter my Riverdale.
1: For <laughs> tale's answer to Scarface. Oh, Alice
0: Cooper. Yeah. I want more Hermione Lodge backstory. Like, they hinted on yeah. her and Fred having history. She's clearly from Riverdale. Yeah. And somehow went off with Hiram Lodge yeah. to New York. She got out. Yeah.
1: The way women have been getting out of shitty situations for... Sorry, terrible situations forever.
0: Thoroughly modern Hermione.
1: Yeah. Oh, here's... still here. Okay, so... God, can we just talk about guns and young men and mm-hmm. the United States... So for Do- a second. Mm-hmm. Dalton Doily is yes. handing Archie Andrews a backpack with a gun in it. A handgun. Mm-hmm. A handgun, no less. Mm-hmm. Can I just remind you that a Glock Sig Sauer, like, it's, there's less pressure to, pe- pre- or pulling that trigger than there is to fret a guitar string. Like, it's very, like... Mm-hmm. Or fret a guitar string. Like, press on a guitar string. Like, it takes barely anything. A handgun. Mm-hmm. Season of the Witch by Donovan is playing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. It's so easy to get... Guns mm-hmm. in America. Earlier in this episode, Archie says to Fred, "Can can we get a gun?" He says, "No, no guns in this house." Like that's yeah. very meaningful to me in the context of the United States. And here's Moose, Moose and Midge doing drugs out of Pixie Sticks, doing Jingle Jangle out of Pixie Sticks, <sighs> and out in the car.
0: Yeah, as we are primed to think about guns. And then in the most. Cool- I love this song, by the way. Season of the Witch by Donovan. Anyway, go on. Arguably one of the most cliche stock setups ups of the attractive young yeah, couple light. making out in the car. It's
1: red, white, and blue. This yeah. is America. Look. <laughs> the laying is red, white, and blue. Yeah. To pick
0: up every And star. bang. Oh God. And, like, this is so grim. Mm-hmm. Directly contrasted with Archie getting a handgun is yeah. this violent gun mur- gun assault. Yeah. Not murder.
1: Yeah.
0: But violent, violent gun assault. All right, and that's
1: the end of episode, um...
0: Two? Oh, that one blew by me.
1: Yeah, that was quick. Um, um
0: yeah.
1: I, oh man, I can just say... So, like... Uh,
0: Chloe's looking at her list. I
1: am looking at my list. Um, It's just this notion of young men protecting their family with guns in small-town America. I think it's so interesting mm-hmm. that this show is touching on that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because... It's so real and it's so pervasive, and uh, gun violence is so real in the United States. It's such a reality.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and here it is in this in this show. I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm I'm so excited to talk about season 3 Or uh, mm-hmm. by season three, sure. in episode three. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think there's more of this, and I think it just gets really topical. Hmm. Anyway.
0: Um, I'm really interested in the choice to make Dalton Doyle the survivalist because in mm, the o- original series he is the ultimate intellectual. He is the bullied nerd. Oh,
1: all
0: um, oh, right. And here he is an apocalypse survivalist. Yeah. Um, and that's a really weird culture shift. Uh-huh. That's a really weird choice. Um, looking at the state of intellectualism as a construct in public discourse in Mm -hmm. America and the North American like ice in general, um, the idea that that's been plucked out and removed and replaced with something much more violent, much more present, much more paranoid, Mm. much more reactionary. Um, that's, I think that I, I, I don't know how to piece that apart yet, but that is a thing that the the intellectual character, the book smart character is suddenly the survivor.
1: Like, quintessentially yeah. American. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man.
0: And um, even the microcosm of Riverdale and the role of guns within it. I mean, we're going to find out later Have that... seen that, a
1: gun yet in Riverdale? I don't... Is the I shooting know. the first gun?
0: It might be. I mean, oh, we no. see Jason shot, We right? see
1: Jason get shot. And so their guns kind of bookend the first season.
0: Yeah. But at the same time... It's a very different context. Yeah. Right? It's not about the active gun in play. It's about dealing with this aftermath of an isolated incident, yeah. not this pervasive violence and presence that this season introduces. Yeah.
1: And of course, it, Archie's gun is going to go off at some point because that's how guns work in television. Uh, gun it, gun has it goes to, off. It's down on the wall. Yeah, Chekhov's
0: gun. Um, I, I, you also put, picked out and pointed out that it's a mm-hmm. it's handgun. Specifically.
1: Yeah. And that's... Um... They're so easy to just... Mm-hmm. It's so easy. What I do appreciate, though, about this show, um, it's interesting. I noticed there's, like... Um, they don't... Like, they, ha- they have a very unrealistic portrayal of suicide.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Even the hanging death. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose that is realistic. Actually, it's, it's kind of hard to like.
0: It's, it's very romanticized. Yeah. Approaches to suicide, right?
1: Um. Yeah, but like, I I notice that shows will sometimes not give the details of how to do things, mm. and I notice that this gun, like, they don't talk about the safety being on or off. They don't mm. talk about the ammunition.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're it's this isn't a how to show of how to deal with a handgun.
0: Yeah, it's about the fictionalized concept of gun. Yeah. Which I think is also important. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah.
0: Like I I grew up around guns. I've shot guns. Yeah. I, I will eventually own guns because yeah. of how family farm inheritance works. Yeah. Um and there's a lot in that like gun masculinity that I mm. understand and grew up around. Yeah. And some of it that I even empathize with. Like I I I'm hugely in support of gun control of my, in Canada. Yeah. Much stricter gun control in Canada, let alone the American situation. Yeah. Like I, I think the Australian model, the Japanese model of licensing and regulation are strong choices. At the same time, I would never live on my family farm without having guns in the house. That's, that's, that's a reality
1: that I, I think, I think the rural context of guns is very, like, I, 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 someone who have, like, I've also fired guns, um, not, like, ever in cities, but once at camp, and then once, when we, like, we went shooting once, we were out, like, out of the city at a friend's cabin,
0: um,
1: And so, and I loved it. Like, I'll be honest with you. Like, you feel a ton of power with a gun in your hand, and it feels great. Like, I'll be completely upfront about that. Like, Mm -hmm. I felt a lot of power and a lot of safety being at the firing end of this gun. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I always feel nervous. I did
1: not feel nervous. I felt very, very at home.
0: Oh, yeah. Interesting contrast, because I Um, always feel extraordinarily aware of the caution and care that is required of what's in my hand, yeah, and that's attitude. that's at the forefront over the adrenaline boost or the the machismo that is tied to this, or simply the power. That's, that's interesting. Tied to this. Um,
1: I think part of the reason I felt that way is I was in very controlled situations, like I was shooting mm-hmm. a target and not moving. Right. In one situation, right. And I was also the second time the first time rather, I was shooting just shooting ski, mm-hmm. and it was a very. It was a very controlled situation mm-hmm. where, like, I was learning how to deal with the gun. My um, my cousin in England was actually shot because someone had, you know, those like, you know, those shotguns that you that you
0: um, mm-hmm.
1: what's the word I'm looking um,
0: for? When when loading them, the, when loading them, you load would, from like the barrel. you
1: load from the barrel. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's common to like leave it um. I want to say broken. That's the word that keeps popping into my head. Where the, where like yeah. the. the I, th-
0: I think I think that's a clear visual. Yeah,
1: um, if not proper terminology. N- but loaded. Hmm. So that you can just kind of flip it up and start shooting if you see a bird.
0: Oh, oh yes. So
1: someone was walking behind my cousin in England, and he, he was loaded, and it was hmm. um, it was broken. It was over his yeah. arm, and he tripped and fell, and it shut and fired, and it got my cousin in the leg. Right. And, um,
0: Which is a um, super reasonable and common yeah. hunting accident. So
1: I don't know if that's, um, if I'm more careful because of that story, like being told that sort of horror story as a teenager, but hmm. yeah, I never, <clears throat> I never have felt the times I've had a gun in my hand, I haven't felt nervous, but I also hmm. had the feeling of like, these controlled situations are when guns are appropriate. Mm. Or like when you're hunting, when you know what you're doing mm-hmm. um, and they've no place in a city there's no mm-hmm. there's no reason to own a gun in a city unless you're planning on killing a human,
0: yeah, I think we can agree with that yeah <laughs> whether, whether you're framing it as a self defensive choice or not yeah um, and again, I feel a little conflicted because um for me it's it's an issue of safety and marginalization um that my my thoughts of I would rather own a gun and like a long gun, a rifle, mm-hmm. uh, in a farm context is that that's not that's already a context where I feel systemically threatened, right? Like, what do you mean? Oh, like like I'll face threats, to violence just by being in this area and being openly gay.
1: Oh, that's huh. and that's yeah, and that's a reality
0: in play for me. That right. in which case having a gun in the house. It's, it's that stupid cliche of, of it feels self-defensive, even though I recognize the realities are not sm- mm, wow. easy and smooth. You know, you're, you're much more likely to die yourself or for your children to kill themselves with a gun
1: yeah. in the
0: house. Um,
1: Thanks for sharing that. I didn't know that that was... Also,
0: absolutely. That's that's hugely a factor of living in, in rural areas.
1: Wanting to own a gun to protect yourself from mm-hmm. prejudice.
0: Even knowing and recognizing statistically mathematically without training, that's not a, that's not a reality
1: that will play out. But, um. Goodness. Yeah. To be fair, if I was a woman living alone in a rural situation, I would want a gun. That's Mm -hmm. a really good point, actually. I would want to own a gun. Mm -hmm. And I would want to know how to use it.
0: And that's a... I mean, I, I think that's also an aspect of rural existence that is not relevant in Riverdale. As we've already established, yeah. this is a small city at best. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. As much as they may be able to drive out of the city and go hunting. As much as yeah. they may be able to drive out of the city and go to a farm.
1: And not just go out of, out of the, like, go, and go hunting, mm-hmm. but like Dilton Doyle and the Boy Scouts have guns. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> go down
0: to Sweetwater River. Um, yeah, and go shooting. It's a weird muddling of perceived urbanity and perceived rural life. Yeah, but I, I guess I pick apart a lot of those rural perceptions. Yeah, coming from a, an arguably further rural.
1: Yeah. Context. Well, the the, the yeah exactly Th- that's a really good point yeah thank you for thank you for sharing that um mm-hmm. the um it just occurred to me while you were talking mm-hmm. um. Riverdale, the co- the point of Riverdale is that it's safe America, mm-hmm. and it just occurred to me that from the outset, um, the very first season, mm-hmm. the very first episode, the way it's flipped on its head, its head is with a gun, mm-hmm. with a gun going off. Even guns aren't safe.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, well, the first really season dismantled that comfortably. Yeah. Um, it feels completely shattered by this season, which is interesting as well, because we're dealing with this huge class divide. We're recognizing yeah. the scale of what the South Side means. You know, it was sort of this vague outside specter in Season 1.
1: Mm. In
0: this season, it's it it, It's half the town, apparently, yeah. is the wrong side of the tracks.
1: Yeah, That um, was sort of starting at the end of... Yeah.
0: Yeah. With, with F.P. Think. and the Serpents.
1: Yeah.
0: It, it feels bigger to me this time, now that we're at Southside High. Now that we're identifying that there is a whole second school and there's a whole second half to the community that is still considered Riverdale.
1: Yeah. It, I also didn't yeah. realize that Miss Grundy only moved across the river. Right? That's so interesting. Like, she looks like she's, yeah. like, leaving town. Like, she's going to the big city or something or in another small town where she can pick
0: on underage boys. Or, like, leave <laughs> state or something.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, even with her backstory... Of fleeing yeah, an abusive relationship, I do, yeah, I like,
1: do also notice that she's not working at a school.
0: Well, that we saw, that we saw. Yeah, I mean, arguably, okay. if you just ditched your job in the middle of the semester with no explanation, uh, it might be hard to get into another yeah, classroom job. That's true. <laughs> Where did you work last? Um, why well, did you leave? reasons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Many reasons. Yeah. Well, I think that's that episode. Yeah. We we'll talked about gun control. We're going to talk way more about Trump's America in the next episode, I think, because I have things to say about vigilante groups.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Spoilers. Oh, boy, the, re- <laughs> the relevance and political relevance. As much as they're, like, picking and choosing carefully what they are and aren't touching on and being yeah. arguably careful to avoid certain direct references, it's still topical as hell.
1: Topical as heck. Hey. Right. How about both? How about both? <laughs> Since we are currently living in hell.
0: Yay! Good thing we have escapism. antichrist. Escapism television. As the 45th president of the
1: United States. Anyway, um, Canada is, as you know, the 51st state. What affects you guys affects us.
0: I take umbrage to that association.
1: (laughs) The dual citizen doesn't care too much about the border. Mm -hmm. Um... (laughs) <laughs> uh, also my radical lefty politics.
0: I don't care much about the war either,
1: frankly. Hey, hey.
0: Anyway, um... Maybe we'll I... talk about Canadian politics sometime.
1: <laughs> Maybe. got a lot to
0: say about those too. <laughs> sure do. We're not just picking on you, America. Yeah. Boy, howdy. <laughs> but yeah, when Riverdale introduces supervised injection sites and electoral reform debates, then we'll get into Canadian, <laughs> <Yeah>. Canadian politics. <laughs> and indigenous politics
1: when we oh, talk about boy. the original inhabitants of Riverdale. Oof,
0: if... The, yeah, let's hope...
1: You know, I, yeah, maybe. I would love to see this show deal with that because they'll fail spectacularly. I don't know I feel. <laughs> anyway, it is shot. At, by the way, Riverdale is not only shot in Vancouver, it's actually shot on unceded Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Coast... Uh, Squamish. And Squamish territory. Mm-hmm. And um, that's also where our podcast takes place. We should acknowledge that.
0: Yeah, that's super important. Good, super good important. call, Chloe. Um, yeah.
1: That's that. Till the next time. I'm Chloe.
0: And I'm Ryan. And this
1: was Riverdale Gang. Thank you to Patreon, Mike, and...
0: Thunderquack? Thunderquack. That's what you pointed at me for? Yep. Thunderquack.
1: Okay. For some reason I Quack. struggle with the name of that. All right. And Quack. thank you again to K whose studio we're using.
0: We like your equipment.
1: Bye, friends.
0: Bye.